0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Open up our Bibles at Genesis 28. We're going to start at, at verse 11. And if you would just do me a favor, just not out of reverence to me, but to the Word. Just go and stand with me one, one more time. And we're gonna get right into the word. What um, we're we're going we'll do is we'll we'll go ahead and skip around a little bit here because we, we got a lot of scriptures and um, we're gonna talk about all of them. But it says, "And he came." We're talking about Jacob this morning, Jacob's encounter with God. Uh, and he came, talking about Jacob. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. Verse 12, and he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, Uh, The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your offspring. Let's just go and skip over to verse 16. So Jacob has this dream. We'll talk about that more in a second. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. Uh, Verse 17. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. Let let every heart be open to what you have for them today. We ask for the spirit of revelation and wisdom on this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's an interesting story here. Um, Jacob has an encounter with God at a certain place. And the place that he has it is between a place called Beersheba and Haran. Beersheba means well of oath, and and Haran means a mountain. Some, Some of the best encounters with God, or the greatest encounters that I've had with God, are between a promise. In an obstacle between a problem between a promise and a problem. Some of the greatest encounters that you will have in God are these in-between times in your life where, where God has spoken something to you, but you are right smacking in the middle of an obstacle. Jacob has an encounter with God between Beersheba and Haran. It was at a certain time in his life. It was at a certain place. It was at a time when he was on the run. We read about in the chapter before how Jacob had deceived his brother or his, his father, lied to his brother. Shady brother. Now, how many of you got some shady folks in your, your house? Maybe not in your house, your family. You got some shady, as, as, as my Samoan brothers say, shady brother. You know, <laughs> some shady bradas there. <laughs> Jacob, his name meant deceiver. I mean, he, he lived up to his name. Jacob, Jacob was shady in, in the sense that he lied to his his own father, and his mom was in in on it too. So she was shady just as much as he was. Shady moms, shady Mara. And <laughs> I say that one, all right, let's. <laughs> we got them. You know, we got we got them here. But but Jacob doesn't exactly fit the bill for an encounter with God Jake Jacob just just doesn't seem like a candidate to have a meeting such an amazing encounter with God but you know some of you are here this morning and you don't fit the bill either at least in your eyes some of you are, are, are on the run just like Jacob. You know why Jacob was on the run? Because he was running from his brother because, because he did some shady stuff. His brother wanted to kill him, so he was on the run. We got some runners here today. You are are running from your past. You are running from things that you are ashamed of. You are running from things that you've done that you are not proud of. We got some folks that are running from God. But I want you to understand something. There is nowhere you can't run where he won't be there before you get there. Jacob was on the run. Shady. A deceiver, alone. But yet he was still valuable to God. Some of you may not think that you're worth much, but you know what? You're still worth loving to God. Some of you feel like you're, you're not very valuable to, to the people around you, but you are valuable to God. And I'm so glad that, that my shadiness doesn't stop God from wanting to encounter me. I'm so glad that in the times that I'm shady. Because we can all be shady sometimes with people around us. We can all be shady in our relationship with God. But yet that doesn't stop God from wanting to meet with us, wanting to know us, wanting to encounter us. Because God still sees us as people that are worth loving. Jacob has an encounter with God. He was full of deceit, yet worth an encounter. Some of you are are full of things that you don't like, but you're worth an encounter. You don't feel worthy of his love, but you're still worth loving. You don't feel like there's anything good in you, but you're still a candidate to be loved by God this morning. Jacob has an encounter with God at a certain place. The Bible says that he falls asleep. He has a dream which we'll talk about more in a moment. But here's the interesting thing. He wakes up from the, from the dream and he says this. It says, Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in, what? This place. And I did not know it. That tells me that it's possible to be in the presence of God, but to be asleep to it. It's possible to to come to church to a service, but yet still be asleep to who God is. It's possible to go to your job where the presence of God is, but yet be asleep to God when, when you're there. It's possible to go to school where the presence of God is there because it is there, but yet still be asleep to it. It's possible to go through life, but still be asleep to the presence of God. God fills the earth. Everywhere. And not just the earth, the entire universe. God is everywhere. And anywhere that you were trying to run to or run away from, he's already there. That's, he is, he's everywhere, but yet we are asleep many times to where he's at. Here's the bad thing about that. This is the challenge that we have being the people of God. It's that if we are not awake to where God is at any given moment, then we're asleep to what he's trying to do around us. I don't think you hear hear me. I said if we're asleep to where he is at any given time, then that means that we're, as, we're also asleep to what he wants to do in us at any given moment. And we've got a lot of folks that come to church. They can be in the same service, hearing the same message, but they don't respond the same way. One person comes up broken and and, and the Lord has an encounter with them. The other person will be there sitting on their phone, texting on Facebook and can't wait to leave. Both of them are in the same place with the same presence of God. One person knows it and the other person is asleep to it. Jacob was in the presence of God, but he was asleep to it. Jesus was always aware of his father so that wherever he went, he was able to cooperate with his father and do his father's will. This is this is this is what Jesus says. Look, look at what Jesus says in John 519. He says, so Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son of man can do nothing on his own, but only what he what? All right, let's try that one more time. I need to know that you're with me. But only what he sees the father doing for whatever the father does that that the son does likewise so Jesus said I only do what I see so in other words Jesus was a reflection of what the father was doing so in other words you can only reflect what you see and this is the problem that we have in the church why are we not able to reflect the kingdom of God or reflect heaven it's because it has everything to do with what we are seeing if all you are reflecting is the wrong stuff in your life, that's all you're seeing. Because you only reflect what you see. If you don't like the reflection of, of your life and what's happening in your, your life, you got to change what you're seeing. You've got to change what you're looking at. We cannot cooperate, though, with what God wants to do at any given time or place when we are asleep to him. Because we're not seeing them so we can't reflect it. Now just in the same way Jacob has an, has, was in the presence of God and didn't know it. It's possible to be in the presence of God but only experience it in certain places like Jacob. It's possible like Jacob to only experience the presence of God In certain places. See, the problem with with Jacob's encounter was that he was limited to a place. It was limited to the place where that he where he was at. And look at what he says. He wakes up from his dream and he says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is what? Awesome is this place. He celebrates the place. He celebrates what happened at that place. And you know why it was special to him? You know why that place was special? Because what was happening there in his life wasn't happening anywhere else. That's just like a lot of church people. The only time that they encounter God is in certain places called church. And and what happens in our life is we come to church, we experience God in certain places like a church service. But yet we're asleep to him everywhere else. We can't be awake to God here. And be asleep to him everywhere else. We're glad that you come to church. We applaud you for being here. We, we love that you love CWC. At least I do. I appreciate that, that you love this place. But your relationship with God and your experience with God should not be limited to this place. This should Sunday morning or midweek service should not be the only time you have an encounter with God for those that are awake, at least. Because there's a whole another group that's just asleep every Sunday. But the encounters that we have with God should not be limited to a place. It should it, it should be that where when we leave this place. That we experience the presence of God every place. Because God doesn't just want to encounter your life here. He wants to encounter your life everywhere. You know, we, we used to go, I, I used to be, you know, the youth pastor here for over 10 years. And we go to different events. And there's one particular one uh, event that we went to, a uh, conference was just on a whole nother level than anything that we've ever been to before. It was it was just phenomenal. And we, we um, kind of took us by surprise the first time, then the second time we thought we'd go back the next year, or actually it was six months later, and kids were all excited and how God moved. I mean, God was moving in ph- phenomenal ways. Um, just, I, I would see people in the parking lot still getting blessed when people were leaving, even at the gas station. It was, it was amazing. I remember some little boy prayed for me. The youth were laughing at me because this little boy came and prayed for me. Just little boy. Dude, I don't know what, what this boy was on, but when he prayed for me, the power of God, I just felt the weight, just such a powerful weight. Like I just never felt like that. I could hardly stand little boy, you know? So the, the kids were like, they were loving that, that place, so when they would come to, to you know, we were going to meet for dinner and we we're talking about times and when we were going to be there. They all wanted to be there early to they want to get, you know, front row seats. And then they're all spiritual and now they want to pray in circles, you know, before service. Everybody's spiritual at conferences, you know, same thing we see with the men, you know, the men crying all over each other, you know, and, and all that stuff. And, you know, so so we would go to this thing and God would move in their lives. But when they would come back to this place. This place. Whatever happened over there, they didn't bring that stuff over here. It was limited to a place called a conference. What's interesting is that they weren't coming early, an hour early, like they were over there. No praying up in a circle over here. That that stuff was that's, that stuff's long gone. Not even engaging in the worship in this place but in that place we're meeting with God and certain people that the only experience they have with God is limited to a certain place and we see it with men all the time too when we go to men's camp men are all crying praying for each other but when they get back where did that guy go where did that guy go that was praying for people, encouraging? Where did, where did that man go that was, had his hands lifted up and worshiping God in that place? But why not bring it in this place? Why not take that stuff home? Why not take that stuff other places? But, but we're like Jacob. Sometimes our encounters with God are only limited to a place. Just to a place. We love to come. To church man that was awesome just like jacob said that place this place is awesome but asleep everywhere else so jacob celebrated the place just like we have people that celebrate church every sunday they talk about the place where they had an encounter but it's and it's special to them Because it doesn't happen anywhere else. Are you hearing me? Let's talk about Jacob's dream. It's quiet in here. You still with me? All right. It's going to get better. We just got to get over that, you know. It's going to get better. Okay, so Jacob has his dream, okay? It's an interesting dream. And it says in verse 12, And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set on the earth, and the top of it reached heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So Jacob's dream is a ladder between earth and heaven. See, he's a ladder set on the earth. It's not set in heaven, but it's set on the earth. And there's angels that are going up and there's angels that are coming down. And the, the latter has this supernatural activity on it between heaven and earth. Because there's angels that are on assignment or this is what, what he's seen in his dream. Now let's move over to, to John one five one. It says, this is Jesus. This is a lot later on. This is New Testament now. Jesus is making reference to Jacob's dream. Are you still with me? Okay, All right. Just checking. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on what? On the son of man. The one who is a stairway between heaven and earth. So Jesus is saying, hey, you know, that ladder that Jacob saw in his dream, you know, that that ladder we we all read about. We heard about it. It was trending on Twitter, that that ladder. That's me. Because what Jesus was, was saying is that he was the fulfillment of Jacob's dream. He was the connection on the earth between heaven and earth. Every single place that Jesus went, he was a ladder. He was a ladder connecting earth to heaven. He was a ladder connecting Earth with heaven's resources. that means that wherever Jesus went he was bringing the resources of heaven to earth. every time he healed somebody every time he was healing somebody he was bringing heaven's health care plan in that place every time he 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 caused a miracle. He was, he was using heaven's power in that place. Wherever Jesus went, he was a connection point releasing heaven's culture on the earth. Now, a lot of us think that he's just a ladder to get to heaven. But he wasn't a ladder and saying, all right, y'all come up on me. Climb up on me. You, you, you can leave this, this hell and you can go to heaven. The great thing about Jesus is that, that he's not just a ladder for me to get to heaven. He is a ladder to get heaven into my world. He is a ladder to connect me. With heaven's resources. That means that there is nothing in your life. That God says that you can have. Or God says that you can be. That is beyond your reach. Anything that God says that you can be. Or do. Or have. Is not beyond your reach. Because you have a ladder. And his name is Jesus. Wow, you're making me work hard in here today. The great thing about this. Is, is I have a direct connection. You know, other denominations of Christianity say that you have to go to a man to be connected to this. Or I've got to recite these prayers to somebody else or rituals to have a connection with this. Or do certain things to be connected here. But Jesus is your ladder. I, I believe in coming up for prayer. I believe that. But there's, sometimes there's nobody around to pray for us. But that's okay because you have a ladder. Amen. Right? I believe in the power of agreement. And when two people pray together, I believe in all that. But sometimes I don't got nobody with me. Where two or three are gathered. Well, I got Jesus. The Father and the Holy Spirit, that should make it right right there. And me. But you've got a a direct connection. Pray for yourself, in other words. Don't complain about what you don't have. You have a ladder. You have a ladder. You have a ladder. You have a direct connection to the resources of heaven. This is the, the great thing that every place I go I have a ladder. Because if, if Jesus is inside of me, then everywhere I go I have a ladder. If he's in you, which we hope we hope he is, if he's not today, we'll get him, get him there. Get him there. But this is the great thing. Jacob saw a ladder in a certain place. But if I have Jesus, I have a ladder every place, every place I go. If I it it doesn't matter where you go, when you go to work, you you can't be going to work all discouraged and all, you know, bent out of shape and tired and stressed out like you can't do anything. There is nothing beyond your reach. There is nothing that is impossible for you because you have a ladder. You have direct access into the kingdom of heaven. And the great thing is we don't have to wait for this stuff when we die. You have a direct connection while you live to heaven's resources on the earth. That's why the ladder was set up on the earth and not in heaven. Let's, 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 let's move on here. Great thing that, that about this is that he's not just a ladder with me wherever I go. So if, if you have him. You have a ladder wherever you go. He's not just a ladder in you. He's a ladder for you and through you. Every place you go, you are a ladder for the world. Now, I'm not saying that we've got to prove that people need to pray through you to get saved. You are not the access into heaven, but you are just the connection between Heaven and earth. And, and Jesus just doesn't want to be a ladder with you. He doesn't just want to be a ladder for you. He wants to be a ladder through you for this world. <laughs> Tell the person next to you you're a ladder. That's why he tells us to pray. This is why he tells us to pray on earth as it is where? In heaven. That's why he tells us to pray that. Because it doesn't happen automatically, folks. If Jesus told us to pray it and to declare it and to decree it, it must mean that it's just not going to happen automatically. It just must mean that Jesus needs a ladder every place that he wants to connect the resources of heaven to this world. But We just want to come to church. And have service and sing songs. And go eat after. And then take a Sunday nap. (laughs) I love that Sunday nap. It's the Sabbath. It's the day of rest, you know. So we are instruments like Jesus. Jesus was a ladder. He's in you to be a ladder. We got all the... You know, I want to go to heaven someday. Yes, I do. Just just... we agree with that, right? We got so many people f- so fixed on heaven, right? They don't want to bring heaven here. Okay? So fixed on, you know, just getting out of this hell, or we think it is. But Jesus was not, oh, read the Gospels. Jesus isn't Primary message wasn't we're leaving. It was something is coming. That was the kingdom. And you are the latter to bring it here on the earth. You are the one that Jesus wants to work through in this world. You should expect to operate in signs and wonders in your life. You should expect to be able to go to work and have a word of knowledge for somebody. You should expect for God to move through you powerfully. Why? Because Jesus didn't just come on this earth to show us who God was. He was here to show us who we were and what we were supposed to do. Church people just want to have church service. All right, it's, it, it's going to get better. We're, we're almost there, okay? So Jesus, you know, says, I'm the ladder. Now let's go back to Jacob. Jacob wakes up from the dream after seeing the ladder. And he says, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the what? The, the what? The house. the house of God. And this is the Jacob. gate of heaven. So Jacob called the place where he was at a house. But there was no house there. Called it the house of God. But there was no church people there. There was no choir. There was no sermon with Pastor Dan. There was was no worship team there. But it was the house of God. That's what he called it. The house of God in the New Testament is who? Us. It's not this. This is just a structure. This is is a church today or a service. But the church is here in the building. Right? The house is here. Every single one of you is a house. Tell the person next to you, you're a house. Don't tell them you look like a house. You might get slapped. But they're a house. We are the house of God. Why are we the house of God? We are the house of God to house Him. Because the Bible says that we are the what? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are not... You are not heaven's vacation home. You are not an inn or a hotel or a motel. You are not heaven's RV. God didn't save you just to visit with you. God saved you to live in, with, inside of you and to dwell with you so you could house his presence. People want to go to the house of God. They don't want to be the house of God. Whole different thing. Because when you know you're a house, you act different. Because if you know you're a house, you're not going to the club anymore because you know that you're taking the house to the club. <laughs> right. You start dancing, seeing yourself in the mirror. I'm not even going to try it. Not going to try it. And then you realize, oh, man, I'm bringing the house here. And if you're not trying to win people in that place, you need to get out of there. But when you know you're the house, you're careful what you're watching because you know that you're the house, you're you're the dwelling place. But see, so many of us are so asleep to who God is, asleep to his presence. We just take this house anywhere. We just take that house anywhere and expose it to anything. But I believe that there's people that are going to get so hungry for God. They're going to come into a realization that I am a house. And because I'm a house, I want to glorify God every place that I go because I want to be a dwelling place for God. I don't just want God to visit with me on Sundays. I want him to live with me throughout the week. You're a house. What else does he say? This is the house of God. And this is the what? The gate. The gate of heaven. Jesus was a gate of heaven. And if Jesus is a gate, which we know that he's a gate because he said that he was. But he's not the only gate in the kingdom of God. The house of God is. Who is the house of God? You are. So you are not just a house. You are the gate of heaven. Every single person here is a gate of something. You know that Jesus even mentioned the gates of hell? Now, I don't know if you want me to go there. <laughs> okay, I will. Some people are unle- unleashing a whole lot of hell around them because they've become a gate to the kingdom of darkness. What does a gate do? A gate is an access point. A gate is an entrance way. And if I'm a gate of heaven, then that means that that Jesus wants me to be an entrance way of his presence into the earth. Oh, you don't understand that. You don't you don't understand that. You you see, you're thinking, well, he's already here. Yes, he's here. But he's at your job. And they just don't know it. He's at your school and they just don't know it. He's in your neighborhood and they just don't know it yet. He's in this city, but they just don't know it yet. So what God needs to do is he needs to send a gate into a certain place like Jacob to wake up people to who he is. Oh, he needs a gate all over this city. He needs a gate at your workplace. He needs somebody that would open up their lives and release the culture of heaven into the place where they are at. See, we we got it all wrong. We think that just because God is God, that he's in control of everything. but he's not because if he was things wouldn't be the way they are right now how could god be control when there's rape in the world where there's poverty in the world where there's so much evil the ones that are in control are man that's why he said pray this On earth as it is in heaven because he wasn't going to do it for us unless we told him and gave him access to do it. So he needs a gate to work through because his presence is already there. But there's Jacobs that are asleep and they need to be awakened. And because we're a house that is filled with his presence and we're a ladder that is connected between heaven and earth then we can be a gate where God can enter into the place where they are at. And they can become awakened to everything that heaven says they can be. You're a gate. You're a ladder. You're a gate. You're a house. There's enough of heaven's resources in heaven. To fix every problem on the earth. There's no lack in heaven, folks. You know what there's lack of? There's lack of gates. There's lack of gates that are open. We leave church and we're a closed gate. And we're not opening up till next Sunday. But I believe that there's people that are gonna leave here and say, I wanna be a gate of heaven everywhere I want. I'm not just gonna hand out flyers for people to come to church. I'm not just gonna, I'm just not gonna send them a link while hear this sermon or come to my church. I'm gonna impact their lives even before they get there because I'm a ladder, I'm a house, and I'm a gate. You're a gate. The world needs what you have, folks. They're not coming to this place. They're not. This is a certain place like Jacob went to. This is a certain place. But they're not coming to this place. Sometimes they do. But sometimes they don't. They're not coming to this place. So you are a movable ladder. Everywhere you go. That's why you need to be awake to who God is. Because everywhere that you go. You're a gate, and some of us are wondering why God has us in certain places. Why does God have you at that job where there's there's just drama, where there's always issues. Some of you think that your your life is hell, or you work in hell. Why am I even here? Why? Because God needs a gate in that place. He needs an entrance way for the people around you. Somebody needs to wake up Jacob where you're at. Yeah. But if we're asleep, if we're, if, if we're asleep. If the only presence of God I know is here when the worship team is singing songs and I feel a little something here. But when I leave here, I'm asleep then I can't be a ladder, I can't be a house, and I can't be a gate. And the world stays asleep because I'm not awake. We have to go beyond just Sunday as usual. And some of you are bored. In your walk with God, you're bored with just coming to church. You were excited about this place in the beginning. Called all your friends. I found this church. It's awesome. You were excited about the place. First thing I hear about people when they come here, man, I just felt something different. People that come for the first time that don't know God, I came. I just felt something different. That's the presence of God. People that have been in church, man, I feel the presence of God so strong. It's You're coming to this place. You were excited about this place when you got here, but now you're bored. You know why you're bored? Because you're not a ladder. You don't got anything ascending and descending from your life. Because you're a closed gate. Because you're asleep to who God is outside and you're bored. Boredom is just proof that you're not fulfilling your purpose. You know when this thing called faith really gets exciting? When we start taking risks for God. When you start trying to be a gate outside of the church. When you start trying to be a ladder to somebody's situation. When you don't just meet with God here, but you meet with him outside of the church. That's when this place gets exciting. When we become a gateway people, people of his presence. I don't just want to know. I don't just want to know him here. At a time in my life, I did. I would even go as far to say this. When I first started out in ministry being a pastor here, there were so many times I was oblivious to God outside of what I was doing for God. And I had to be awakened just like Jacob to know that God can encounter me anywhere and that he can move through me anywhere. And he can do things through me everywhere. But God wants to go further in your life than you've been allowing him to do. But you need to wake up. You need to open up your gate. And it's time to allow the resources of heaven, the culture of heaven, invade this earth through your life. Stand with me. Some of you are here today, you don't even feel like you're worth an encounter with God. You're a runner just like Jacob. You are running from things that you were ashamed of. You can't tap into what's happening here because you feel so unworthy to even know God. Some of you look at other people, you look at their love for God and you think that could never be me because my life just isn't right. Jacob wasn't in the right place either, folks, but he had an encounter with God. God wants to encounter you today. I just want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.